hello hello hi we're back that's the final hello hello it's the final hello hello well now that was the final hello hello and that was the final was hello the final... <laughs> right i think we get the gist <laughs> <laughs> this is our final episode everybody episode 20 the, the big final two-o. episode the one where the podcast ends that was a friends reference for anyone who's a friends fan out there <laughs> so weird that this is like our last this is our last time in the studio it's really weird very strange and sad it's gonna be a bit of a longer one. Oh yeah so that you can soak up as much of us as you <laughs> are- i can <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a long episode effectively it's a long episode <laughs> oh thanks for thanks for listening in since this is our final episode and it's episode 20, we thought it'd be nice to share 20 things that Sophia and I have learnt over the years. Mm-hmm. I'll start. So my first lesson is that the world is big, so only surround yourself with people that influence you positively. Yeah, I have got that one on my list yeah. as well. For uh, context, Sophie and I have both come up with 10 each. Yes. And so... Probably should have explained that before. Yeah, we've both come up with 10 things that we've learned separately and neither of us have seen what the other's written down. Mm-hmm. But we do have a couple of backups because we know that there'll probably be repeats in there. Yeah. And this is one of them, I think. Yeah, so I wrote basically the same thing. I wrote selectivity is key and who you surround yourself with needs to be obviously conducive to your growth yeah right like that but on top of that i've also added what you consume is important as well yes so whether that's like on social media and you realize that like looking at people who are portraying a certain image of themselves is is making you feel worse about yourself or just any like media like whether that's books or films or anything that will affect you negatively and affect your mood even the food that you eat that should all be very carefully selected by you. Because mm-hmm. not only does that like influence how much control you have over your own life, which is good for like self-esteem, I feel, but also it will just make you happy in the long run because you dictate what makes you happy. You navigate that yeah. yourself. And that you need to be reflective about those things. We've all heard the saying, you are what you eat. But I like, <laughs> I like the saying, you are what you consume because it literally like, yeah. it covers everything. Everything what you're reading, Mm. what you're watching, Mm. who you're with. The brain's a sponge. It will take it all in. So be selective about what you're putting in there, guys. Neuroplasticity. Oh, yeah. We know all about it. (laughs) (laughs) The second lesson that I've written here is that cliches are cliches for a reason. Simple as... I would expect nothing less from you. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Although it's kind of been like condensed into this like short and sweet saying... You know, sometimes when you hear a quote over and over again and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. But then you have like a light bulb moment in your life where you're like, oh, that's true for this reason. And you have to kind of experience something for that to hit home for you. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? So I feel like cliches are cliches for a reason and they're true. But sometimes they go over your head until you've actually experienced it and understand the lesson behind it fully. That's fair. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So It's, It's like how famous songs are pop- like they're popular for a reason like it's a cliche because people have found some truth in that mm. and it's like resonated with them yeah. yeah yeah i completely agree lesson number three mm. 
you define yourself, so be who you want to be authentically. Just in terms of, I remember kind of realizing that if you see something that you like and you wear it or say you go for a different aesthetic, if it's something that you like, then it's not you like pretending to be another person. It is a part of you that you're just expressing differently. Hmm. And that goes for more than just like clothes. You literally, it's up to you the things that you spend your time doing, the things that you enjoy, who you spend your time with what you wear, what you study, what you do. Mm. You get to decide all of those things. So just do what makes you happy and do it authentically. Mm. Don't like do stuff for other people. Mm. Yeah. What would you say for someone who's feeling out of control in their life? Go back to basics. Mm. Find control in the little things that bring you joy or even just... Mm if you're a place where you're struggling to feel that joy from those things and even just make a routine yeah and follow a routine it is those ba- those basic things seem cliche but they're cliche for a reason there we go <laughs> which brings me on to my fourth lesson which says it's about the little things oh yeah <laughs> i've literally written that did you I know said. that i was gonna say that no <laughs> wow that was really very good. smooth yeah, very teamwork good. makes the dream work <laughs> seamless transition (laughs) yeah um yeah it's about the little things i think they make the biggest differences good and bad Mm -hmm. so either in sort of the negative way little things can build up Mm -hmm. and become this like massive problem so obviously about it's about eradicating those little negative things that will make the biggest difference same with the small things in life when you focus on the positive however minor it is will make a massive difference on your day day life in general like if you focus on the good Mm -hmm. rather than the bad you'll start to have a more positive outlook anyway yeah there's a quote that i like Mm -hmm. quote alert quote alert (laughs) (laughs) which is and i might get the word slightly wrong cherish the little things in life because one day you'll look back and realize they were the big things and it's just kind of things like Mm. I don't know, say at uni, spending time with your housemates, your friends. Like last year, to be fair, we literally went to the pub like five times a week. <laughs> and at that point, it was just like a normal thing. Like it wasn't like a big thing. But even now, like now we're like in exams and it's like coming to the end of uni. Like you look back and you're like those little rituals that you had, those things that seemed small mm. are very comforting. And they were like, there is a big thing. It is. Yeah, so I completely agree. The little things make so so much of a difference. Yeah. Lesson number five is you are at your most attractive when you are happiest. Oh, okay. Do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I agree, but I think it could be potentially problematic. But I'll allow you to obviously elaborate. Say I'm looking back at pictures. The times that I like pictures the most are when I wasn't thinking about how I looked and you can just tell mm. that I looked happy and not even just in a single picture that goes for like months at a time like I'll be like everything just seems to glow about someone when you can tell that they're happy in themselves they exude this like yeah golden sunshiny it's not to say that you're if you're not happy you're ugly that's not what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make that clear (laughs) I just think like there's literally it's like a tangible thing like if someone is happy it's just it's like someone's whoa. energy yeah yeah sure. you can people are receptive to that massively yeah 
and then that's why i mean like you're not like your most necessarily the most beautiful or the most handsome when you're your happiest but you are the most attractive mm. in every sense of the word like to friends to romantic partners in any sense of the word yeah it's just happiness is like infectious, infectious. Mm. nice yeah that's a nice one i like that lesson a lot thank you very much lesson number six we are not human doings we're human beings <laughs> <laughs> the cliches i love it go on i didn't realize that my list was really cliche but it's <laughs> upon reflection I think a lot of the time when thinking about productivity and attributing your self-value to being productive Mm -hmm. can be really detrimental to your mental health, which we've spoken about in the past. Yeah. And I think just kind of reminding yourself that you don't need to be doing things constantly Mm -hmm. in order to have value as a person. If you want to listen to more about that topic, listen to our episode on toxic productivity. Yeah. Uh, we go into it in a lot more detail but yeah this kind of just sums that up that you know we have inherent value as we are Mm -hmm. not because I'm you know running a marathon or doing my homework or reading 50 books like no our value comes from what we are not what we do yeah I like that lesson seven hit me people live in their own worlds so care less about what other people think And life is more fun that way anyway. 100%. People pay a lot less attention to what you're doing than you think they do. So just don't, not like don't take it into account, but just don't let it influence you as much as your brain wants you to. Just do what you want to do. And you will have more fun. 100%. Without a doubt. Well, kind of similarly to that, this is lesson number eight. Our brains have been hardwired through evolution to focus on the negative. Traced back to prehistoric days, primitive man had to be able to register threats to avoid danger and increase survival rates. Individuals who are more attuned to danger, i.e. the negative stimuli, stayed alive longer and passed it on to their genes. Focusing on the bad developed as a way of our brains keeping us safe and it is still wired into our genetics today. So it's in our genetics for us to focus on the bad. Effectively, focusing on the negative and being perhaps pessimistic Mm. is hardwired into us for survival right but we're not living in that survival state no but i do think a good thing to come from this is that physical and psychological pain is like the greatest teacher okay so that's kind of what i got from that is that now we're not at the survival state we don't necessarily we don't need to focus on the negative Mm -hmm. however obviously we still face negative situations every day and from that we can learn and grow masses amounts yeah like you said we're kind of hardwired to protect ourselves from those things yeah but because we're not it like in this state where we have to protect ourselves from actual life threats yeah we see that in little day-to-day things yeah because you're still you're always just trying to survive effectively Mm -hmm. lesson number nine always treat someone as if they're having the worst day of their life because for all you know they could be I just think it's just the standard, just being kind to someone. Not that hard. It's, I don't know, you could be rude to a waiter or waitress, but they could have literally just had some awful news and, or they've been working for ages and they've been treated really badly behind the scenes. Mm. And it might not even be their fault that your food's not coming out how you want. 
just treat everyone kindly because you actually never know what is going on in someone's world even if it's someone who you're really really close to you will never know entirely what that is like for them because you can't live their life yeah even strangers treat them as if they're having the worst day of their life treat them with kindness but if you do find yourself like potentially snapping at someone or getting angry because that happens you know we're not Mm -hmm. perfect we can't yes we should always aim to be kind but sometimes you know you get frustrated and you have a really bad day and things happen if that does happen i feel like number one take a step back take a breather like you know you should not be reacting in a certain way to certain situations and you like old enough to know that but then also hold yourself accountable like apologize apologize Mm. like if you know you've just done something wrong be the bigger person apologize even if it's a stranger that you've just yeah. snapped at, just yeah. apologise. Like, sorry, I actually didn't mean to react that way. I've had a really bad day. I'm really, really sorry. I hope you mm-hmm. can forgive me. Yeah. Interactions with strangers go a long way. The little things. A, yeah, a positive one can make your day. 100%. A negative one can ruin it. Yeah. And it could be a, a brief thing. Very brief. Without a shadow of a doubt. So just never underestimate those and... Yeah, that mm-hmm. that lesson kind of goes with people you're close to as well as strangers. Just treat people kindly. Right. Lesson number 10. We're halfway through, people. We are indeed. The big one o Double digis. <laughs> <laughs> double digis. I hate myself. That was bad. That was, that was a low. That was that bad. That was a low. And do you know what? I'm going to hold myself I was going to say, take your accountability. And I'm really sorry, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Be accountable and apologise. <laughs> and Lydia, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Double digis. Oh my god. That was really crazy. That was a new low. That wasn't it. Okay. Anyways. <clears throat> change is possible. <laughs> Maybe I'll change and be less cringe <laughs> in the future. You can change your brain. We've literally just spoken about this. You are in control. The brain is malleable. We have grey matter that is constantly evolving. Change is possible. Everyone can change, hopefully for the better. And I think that gives me hope. Mm -hmm. You know, I was having... Okay, this is a bit of a detour, but stick with me. I was having this philosophical discussion with my friend Rosie, who's been on the podcast before. Great feature. Listen to her episode. And we were talking about whether the death penalty, quite a big deep discussion, Mm. the death penalty is ever permissible, right? And I said no, purely because change is possible. And I think in admitting the death penalty, you're also simultaneously admitting that that person can never change. Now I realise that there, and I'm not saying that everyone will change, but I'm saying implementing a death penalty doesn't allow for that to ever ever happen Mm -hmm. i realize that the death penalty there's so much more to it and there's a lot of factors involved but that's kind of my stance and that's the reason why i think that change allows for hope Mm -hmm. and i think not only is that on a societal level but also on a personal level yeah i think that the the only reason people really think change isn't possible is because it's not just like the click of a button Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to want to You change. have to... Yeah, you have to want it and you have to mm-hmm. work for it. Yeah. But yeah, I completely agree that if you're willing to put in those things, it's possible. Yeah. So possible. Lesson number 11. Again, one that we've mentioned in passing on the podcast before, but growing apart from people is okay. Mm-hmm. It's natural 
I honestly think it makes sense to grow apart from people. It would make less sense if you had all of the same people in your life throughout your life if you only had all the same people. Mm. Because you change, they change, circumstances change and growing apart isn't always personal. It's just mm. circumstances are different. I like to say the the quote, um, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah. Like, you know how a lot of people can like regret being with like an ex? Yeah. Or a really toxic friendship. I think, yes, as awful as situations can be, and you know, a lot of hurt, a lot of hurt can come from those personal relationships. It does teach you something, mm-hmm. regardless of the pain. I mean, probably because of the pain, were you able to learn something, and that was the reason. I think you have to learn by making. I mean, you could call them mistakes, but you have to learn through experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is literally that is how you find your people is mm. by effectively trial and error yeah like testing the water like by knowing other people and growing apart from them if you realize it's not for you you start to realize the qualities that you do want in uh someone you're spending your life with or friend like we've spent loads of time together and i can you know obviously say that's hashtag regrets seeing you again yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it's literally such a no-brainer i actually tried to convince lydia to stop this at episode 10 oh yeah no, we're ending the podcast and that'll be it. I'll never see Sophie again. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah this is actually the last time we're seeing each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like people might not understand our sarcasm. So. We are joking. We are joking. I love Sophie so much. She's in my life forever. And Lydia's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Lesson number 12, which it's my favorite number. This one's about love. Okay. Something I've learned about love. Romantic love? Romantic love specifically, yeah. When you obsess or chase someone or something, you are ignoring your own needs. There's a reason for this. You're ignoring the very thing you yearn for. Specific, I think particularly with unreciprocated ones, you're obsessing and chasing over this person who you're idolizing. And in doing that, you're literally ignoring that actually you can give yourself the love that you de- you, you desire. Mm-hmm. As a two avid watchers of Married at First Sight Australia. Oh yeah. We've obviously recently been watching this episode, these episodes where some couples are obviously better at communicating than others. Yeah. But they all come together at the end of each week for what's called a commitment ceremony. And they're with relationship experts. And a recurring theme I would say is that there's differences in obviously communication maybe what you want in terms of affection yeah if you're chasing after someone you can try to like ignore those things the things that you're missing whether it's you want a little bit more hand holding or you want to talk out problems more you can push that aside or you can actually communicate that and try and reach a compromise or unfortunately maybe sometimes that just means it's like an incompatibility if that compromise isn't achievable yeah Yeah. but i completely agree it's so easy to just kind of invalidate what you want and need whereas that is just i think that's a very good way of knowing if you're compatible with someone yeah is your communication styles your yeah things like your love language your level of affection that kind of thing Mm -hmm. i think they're good indicators of how compatible you are and how willing you are to show what the other person needs but it is easy to ignore and just let them 
your needs go unnoticed, I think. Lesson number 13, which is my favourite number. The unlucky number, (laughs) but okay. And I actually quite like this lesson, so it kind of lands on a good one. (laughs) You can miss something and not want it back. Nice. I really like this because you can miss childhood where you had no responsibilities. You can miss school where you were, I don't know, doing your GCSEs rather than a university degree. There are so many things that you can miss, but that doesn't mean you want to go back to them. And I think Mm -hmm. it's good to recognise that, to say, I miss this aspect of this, but I'm also glad that I'm not there anymore. You've taken a different route. I think it's so easy to think that if you're missing something, you automatically want to go back to that point in time, but that it's good to acknowledge that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the beauty as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's quite nice when you can look back and think of something positively, but know that you're better off where you are than where you were then. Mm -hmm. I think that's a positive way of reflecting on the past, is missing it because you're looking back on it affectionately. Yeah. Number 14. Mm-hmm. listen to understand not to respond oh okay so when you have conversations with people to be a good listener i've learned is to truly just sit with that person and you know look them in the eyes and don't listen to them to try and respond to whatever they're saying like even like in an argue like in a heated discussion for example Try and understand where they're coming from. Don't try and just push your agenda. Mm-hmm. Because you're not understanding them at that point. Yeah. You're, you're just trying to respond with what you think is right. If you try and understand, then I think you can you can have healthier conversations like that way. I think your relationship, whatever capacity that is in, will only grow if you actually truly try to understand someone when they're yeah. bringing things like that up. Yeah, how can you have like a proper... like? friendship relationship anything if you're not understanding the other person yeah but you do it does it does take effort to try and understand different people's point of view yeah so it's a good thing to remind yourself of Mm -hmm. lesson number 15 and this is one that i'm trying to remind myself of as we leave university is it's scary to not have a plan but it's also the most exciting way to live life Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> see if you still feel that way in a few months time. <laughs> especially like in our school system and I always pretty much knew that I wanted to go to university I've always had my next steps very planned out and now that things are uncertain obviously there's a you're going to be scared for that but nothing good comes from the comfort zone I'm basically saying that nothing worth having comes easy number 17 Getting to the end now. Yeah. Discipline is a form of self-love and self-care. You act and chase the suffering as a way of bettering yourself. Whether that's pushing yourself really hard at the gym, whether that's doing the thing you don't want to do. Waking up early. Waking up early. (laughs) Anything that you like put off but you know will benefit you is a form of self-love and self-care. So do the things that you don't want to do for the benefit of your future self. Also in saying that, the importance of a good nighttime routine. Okay. So I I saw this thing recently that spoke about how your morning routine actually starts the night before. Yeah. And I find this so true. Like I find that I have better days when I've the night prior have laid out all my clothes, have decided what I'm going to have for breakfast, planned out my week, for example, have gotten to bed at a relatively early time. 
like all of these those things that I've put before uh, that have that I've implemented the night before have set me up for a good day the next day. I was about to say it literally sets you up for success. It's things like yeah, if you go nice. if you've got like a little bit of tidying to do in your room, doing it the night before means you wake up in a tidy room and it's yeah. one less thing to do because you don't necessarily know what side of the bed you're going to wake up on in the morning. What do you mean? Well, you could wake up in a good mood. You could wake up in a bad mood. Ah. If you've already, if you've already got like a messy room and you need to make lunch and you've only got an hour to leave the house those things go a long way if you've done them the night before so i completely agree with that nice lesson number 17 that a certain amount of your growth has to be done on your own just as as an example i've seen a lot that people who are in a relationship for very like formative years i don't know like 16 to 18 and then break up a lot of the time they have a lot of growth to do on their own and that really hits them hard yeah I don't think that's always the case, but I have seen that before. Yeah. Um, and obviously we always stress, you know, the importance of communication, being open with friends and family, that kind of thing. But I do firmly believe that a lot of your growth has to be independent because that way you will be able to forge your own way in life. And you've always got only yourself. Yeah. Like that's the only guarantee. If yeah. You see what I mean, so you need to learn how to be by yourself. And you can learn a lot in doing that and being comfortable in your own skin. I just think there's a lot of things that as much as people would want to, they can't help you through. And you yeah. have to do it on your own. Yeah, I no, I completely agree. Yeah. I completely so, yeah, agree. A certain amount of your growth has to be done on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number 18, and this links slightly to what you were just saying. You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. That cliche is a cliche for a reason. Oh, 100%. I like that one. Love it. You always come first. Um, I think this particular one is important for me as a people pleaser, which my mum is very annoyed at me for being, but I am. Um, And I'm trying to get better at not being it. But people pleasing and not setting boundaries is necessary to protect your peace and energy. Mm. So making sure that you recharge in a way that benefits you so that you can be good for other people yeah because like we were saying other people are really receptive to your energy and that makes you attractive so if you're doing things that's draining of your energy then you're gonna have nothing to pour from your own cup Mm -hmm. and that is not what we want yeah it's not even just like if you're giving your energy to other people you'll have nothing left for yourself it's that you'll have nothing left to give full stop yeah so you have to when you're giving from your cup you also have to take the time to fill it up again. Mm. Yeah. Lesson number 19, which is my final lesson. The penultimate lesson. Is happiness is not necessarily the default. Oh, that links so nicely <laughs> to my last one. You have to work for that and everyone's work towards happiness will be completely different. Yeah. But you're not just going to wake up every day happy mm. by doing nothing. Yeah. It sounds kind of depressing when you say it without think, like thinking it through, like happiness isn't the default. Because obviously it would be nice if it was. Mm. But that also doesn't mean that happiness is unachievable. There's no rainbow without the rain. So true. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're literally speaking in cliches today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole new language. No, I actually need to start. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm giving myself the ick. Your last lesson leads so nicely on my last one okay so this is ladies and gentlemen for anyone who's made it this far the big final lesson number 20 
feels kind of weird that I don't know what this is. I'm like, this is the last thing we're pretty much this saying on the podcast, and here, I have no clue what it is. The final lesson that I have learned at my ripe old age, at 21, mm-hmm. is that Miley Cyrus is a philosopher who knows the meaning of life. <laughs> I hate you for doing that. I really, I really hate you for doing that. I so thought that was going to be something profound and you've now left like the one thing that we're leaving everyone with as Miley Cyrus is a philosopher. Like, are you actually joking? Let me explain. No. <laughs> I don't want to spend any more time on that. No, because there's a reason for this. As you were saying, happiness is not the default. Yeah, I'm breathing. Keep going. It's all about the climb. Fuck off. Right, okay. So Miley Cyrus is a singer and actress. She's got a song called The Climb. Honestly, if you read the lyrics and listen to them really deeply, she's unlocked the meaning of life. I'm telling you, the woman is onto something. The journey is the happiness. And that's what she talks about in the song. She talks about the climb of a mountain and there's always going to be another one and another one and another one. And we just keep growing and going and it's evolution and it's mic drop. <laughs> I literally I just have I am so speechless right now. I've actually never seen you look so disappointed at me. Come on. I was onto something there. Or at least Miley Cyrus was. <laughs> you couldn't have put that as like a lesson somewhere in the middle. You left it as the last thing we're doing for the podcast is Miley Cyrus the climb. Is a Miley Cyrus is a philosopher, yeah. And I stand by that. I think we need to move on. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you. Are you joking? I thought it was really good. <laughs> Here I am. My last lesson is like, happiness isn't the default. And you're like, Miley Cyrus is a philosopher. Get out. Right, can everyone listen to the song and just... Oh my God. Stop talking about the climb. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We've now come to the final part of our podcast. The final part of the final episode. Which uh, is, as usual, our recommendations. And my recommendation this week, it's not a book. It's not a film. It's not a song, even though we know what song I'd clearly recommend. Mm, apparently. <laughs> um, instead, it's a quote. Ninor, Ninor, quote alert. <laughs> the quote is by Edith Wharton. And she says, There are two ways of spreading light. You are either the candle or you are the mirror that reflects it. I really like this quote for multiple reasons. Number one, you can either be in a really good mood and have a lot of energy and be the candle in the situation and you're spreading your light to other people. Or when you're not feeling so great, that doesn't mean you put other people down or you bring other people's energy down, etc. Instead, you're going to be the mirror that reflects other people's light. Mm-hmm. So you, even though you're not feeling great for whatever reason, because we don't all have the best days, you can be the mirror that reflects other people's light. So you can bring other people up. Yeah, you're like amplifying them. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a really lovely quote and it's a great thing to kind of live by. So thank you, Edith. <laughs> mm, very nice. My recommendation is a song. It's not The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Should be though. <laughs> This is a song that literally never fails to put me in a good mood. And I think many people could probably say the same. 
and so I think it's a good one to end with because then you guys can just listen to it on a rainy day what is it it's shine by take that <gasps> I love that song such a good song that's a banger ding 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 so you you're such a big star to me it, it does oh my gosh so good great song it does put you in a good mood so shine by take that shine let it shine that kind of fits in with the candle thing that i was talking about yeah we're so in sync that brings us to the end of the self-care sofa oh my god i can't believe this <laughs> sorry i actually i'm feeling a bit emotion totes emotion totes emotion <laughs> well not anymore <laughs> just obviously a huge thank you to anyone that has ever tuned in but especially a big thank you to those of you who regularly tune in all the kind words don't go unnoticed super appreciate yeah to any of you who have ever sent us a message on instagram or individually they literally make our weeks like any any of you who send us one of them we show them to each other and it makes a big difference yeah just to know that even if one person enjoys the podcast it just makes it worth it and so those Um, kind words they don't go unnoticed like you said yeah and we've absolutely loved doing this it's yeah. good fun it's a different part of our week but we look forward to it every week so yeah it really actually does bring our mood up every time and so we are glad that we've done it we hope that you guys are glad that we've done it and this is the end oh god that's really sad this was only ever meant to be a temporary thing but that doesn't make it not weird <laughs> for it to finish yeah you never think about the end when once you like whilst you're doing it you yeah know what I mean? like i didn't think about this very moment Thank you so much. Huge thank you. And thank you to Lydia. Thank you to Sophie. Best co-host of all time. Thanks. It's got to be said. And as always, take Take care. care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.